Good afternoon, kids. It is 5.31 p.m. on February 8th, 2022. And this is Dad and Pops Pod. I'm Billy and I'm Pops. And I'm John and I'm Dad. And today we are going to be talking about some kind of more serious stuff. So just kind of get yourself in the mindset for that. (laughs) Um, But with saying that, I'm feeling anxious um kind of whenever we talk about like coming out Mm -hmm. i get generally pretty anxious because it was a very like anxious time in my life yeah which we'll definitely talk about but like i it still kind of like triggers me in that way it still brings up that jitteriness that flutter in my stomach like not that i am not proud but like Mm -hmm. it brings up a lot of like feelings feelings yeah so many feelings of a variety of sorts yeah yeah i am feeling very similar i would say i'm feeling a little nervous i think because i don't i don't share my coming out story very often not everyone just like comes around and asks like what's your coming out story right but like it's just not something that you talk about a whole lot not because it's a bad thing or anything it's just you know a private thing kind of sometimes for some people Mm mm-hmm for me, and I'm a rather private person in general, so I don't just share it very often. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, it is a very, like, personal experience, and that can be really hard to be that vulnerable. hmm Well, how do you want to do this? Do you want to have you tell your story, then I tell my story, or we do it in, like, parts, or would that be confusing? Um, I think we should probably each tell our own the whole way through. Okay. Because I think breaking it up into parts would be a little confusing. Yeah, I agree. And the journey itself is already confusing enough. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah. Where to begin? (laughs) Where to begin? (laughs) Well, when I was born. (laughs) No. um, We're going to skip ahead to probably about eight years. So I'm eight years old. I'm waking up in the morning watching Mad TV, um, and there is a skit where there are two football player like fanatics, mm-hmm. um, like hanging out, watching the big game, and then all of a sudden they, for some odd reason, kiss. Mm-hmm. And I immediately was like, I don't know why, but I like this, but I don't like I don't like guys, but I like this. Mm-hmm. And I, like, rationalized it in that sense. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the rationalization probably comes because, like, growing up, I grew up super religious. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Catholic, and then I went to a Baptist church camp, a Wesleyan church camp. Like All the church camps. I listened. And they, it wasn't grandma and grandpa asking me to go. It was, I was signing myself up for these things. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, like, just a lot of people telling me that, like, homosexuality is wrong and all of these things and, like, being queer Mm -hmm. is, like, sinful and just wrong, which then inherently, if you hear that enough times, you start to think that, like, this is a commonly expressed view amongst all people and that, especially when you grow up in a small town like I did, that's your whole world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I... When I was eight, even, I knew that this was wrong. It was pretty something... young. Yeah. No. Um, and so I pushed that down for quite a bit of time, which 
I mean, it's one occurrence, so it really didn't weigh on me too yeah. much. Yeah. Um, but what really weighed on me is when I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I well, we'll jump to fourth grade first. We'll jump there for a second. So in fourth grade, um, I started dance, and mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh my god, I absolutely adored it. Yeah. And Shout out to Grandma Trahan, who was literally the best person I could have had in my life at that moment. She helped me through so much and, like, supported me in finding my dreams and my goals. And my, like, Grandma has always, always 100%, like, believed in me and believed in every dream that I had. Mm -hmm. And And that's... When you say Grandma, you're talking about your mom. I'm talking about my mom, yeah. yeah. And so... Um, she really just is everything when it comes to really just accepting the dreams I had. Yeah. Um, and so when I was doing dance, um, in my small little high school, I was the only guy in dance. Um, the star of the show. Star of the show. I did have to wear some pretty interesting costumes. I hope I still have pictures to show you all someday. I haven't even got to see the videos ever. Oh, those are burning. I'm burning those. But <laughs> pictures, that I can deal with that. Um, but, so, only guy in dance classes, and naturally, people noticed that. So I had my peers, like kids that I went to school with calling me gay. Mm. I had parents calling me gay. Yeah. Um, and that's really hard when you hear adults making fun of you. Yeah. Um, as a child, like that can be pretty hard to comprehend and understand. But after my first year of dance, I wanted to quit actually. Um, cause I just, I loved what I was doing, but I hated what was happening to mm-hmm. me. Right. Yeah. It's not fun. Um, and my mom actually bought me the single soundtrack for I Hope You Dance Mm -hmm. and wrote me a letter on the, like, the cup, like, wrote me a note on the cover of the album and, like, told me to keep going and, like, not listen to these people and, like... That's so cute. She was literally... My mom is literally everything. Yeah. Like, she's... special. Yes. She is a very, very special person to me, especially when it comes to my coming out story because my mom, grandma is someone who is like i said always believed in me always had my best like parts of me at heart Mm -hmm. but also was like the most hurt by Mm. my coming out um and we can i i have like something to say about that but like i'll say it later it's just and like we're good now which is really great like yeah but like it has been the she has been the most like inconsistent part of the journey because she just needed this time yeah but we'll jump ahead to my sophomore year of high school now um youtube is more prominent now because back when i was eight Mm -hmm. dial up we could not watch youtube Mm -hmm. videos that was not a thing no youtube probably didn't even exist at that point i don't think so yeah it's like early 2000s yes if it did it wasn't popular Yeah. yeah so um but i was watching youtube videos of like gay people or Mm -hmm. like guys kissing Mm because i was like do i like this do i want this like because everyone is telling me gay telling me i'm gay so am i gay right and i'm watching it and i like what i'm seeing but i also like 
when I see like women kiss and it's mm-hmm. like this whole mess in my head because yeah. I'm like I can't be gay if I like straight things right. and I can't be straight if I like gay things yeah it's confusing yeah because my sexual orientation education consisted of the holy bible and the mean words that my bullies were saying to oh, me no. so i really just fully understood everything about the alphabet mafia oh my god yes um so naturally i just didn't have like a whole lot of like queer role models mm-hmm. to help me fully understand what's happening in my body right because skip forward to i'm now my first year in college mm-hmm. and I learned the term bisexuality, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's That was it. the first time you heard it was your freshman year of college? Yeah, I had no idea. Wow. Um, because, like I said, I was watching YouTube videos, not... And, like, not that... We're going to talk about porn this episode, I guess. But, like, <laughs> um, not that porn isn't inclusive, because, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, but there wasn't even, back then, a, a huge amount of titles that said the word bisexual either yeah like it wasn't this like commonly well-known thing yeah um because like it just i only really knew straight and gay i didn't know this like in between type thing this spectrum of sexual orientation that there is Mm -hmm. and i think like once i heard heard bisexuality i really identified with that where it goes beyond like i just like guys and i just like girls but i'm more attracted to like people spurting people so not everyone this Mm -hmm. notion that like everyone is attractive to bisexual people is false but like there is a spectrum of people regardless of gender that i am sexually attracted to Mm -hmm. and so like that was really hard for me to fully understand yeah um and so it took a really long time to come to terms with and so when people say like oh when did you know i'm like girl i'm still figuring out like yeah there is parts of me that like i am always changing i'm a human who has different needs in different parts of my life and so i i think i am constantly learning and constantly refinding things about myself and Mm -hmm. i've come to terms with that yeah um and so Coming out, though, like, coming out to, I would say the big proponent, like, the big groups would be the people at college. Mm -hmm. Um, I came out to them in, like, early March. Like, I started telling my friends at school. Not even my friends, like, everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. Just the friends at college. Yeah, so this was, like, almost towards the end of your first year of college. Yeah, so March of, like, 2013. And so... Um, I started telling people then and got a mixed variety of reactions. Some people like, oh, we knew. Or Mm -hmm. some people were like, oh, we're super supportive. And then you have others that are like, well, why didn't you tell me? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I I am telling you now when I figured it all out for myself. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so just really that didn't set me back. It kind of just kept me in the same place. Mm -hmm. Um, What pushed me forward? forward immediately like made everything accelerate is when i lost my virginity i was sexually assaulted and i did not want this person who sexually assaulted me to do that to anyone else Mm -hmm. and in order to do that you have to report them 
and follow a process. Yeah. And so to do that process, though, I had to drive to the school because it happened while I was at school. And I couldn't report until until after... Um, like school had ended like I, I didn't get up the courage to do that until after school had ended so I would need rides to the school because I didn't live at school over that summer mm-hmm. so in order to get there and I didn't have a car I would have to be driven there by someone yeah and in order to do that they would have to know why they're driving me to the school so a lot of pieces like a lot of this happened which made this happen right. which made this happen and like yeah. so basically um that happened in April, and it took me a long time to really be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to do right in my mind, I had to tell in really important people to me something really hard for me. Yeah. Um, so I actually told my godmother first because mm-hmm. um, I was like, well, I really, really love my godmother. Like, and if she isn't going to be able to handle this. I don't even know what I'm going to do with my yeah. parents. I have yeah. no idea how that's going to go. So like I told her and she was really supportive of me. She, cause I told her the whole story and she really just was empathetic and just connected with me on understanding that that must be a really hard thing to come to terms with. Yeah. And so she just was very supportive. And then really helped me with understanding my parents and how they reacted to everything Mm -hmm. and planned prepared me for how that was going to go yeah um and so i was leaving college on may 3rd Mm -hmm. um and i know this because i actually have it tattooed on my body Mm -hmm. it is the tattoo that's on my left shoulder the padlock it has 0503 on it because that is my coming out day yeah. Um, so May 3rd, 20, 2013, um, I was going home from college. My parents picked me up and we were driving home and they're playing music. Not, I think they were talking to each other or something, but I asked them to like turn the music off. And I was like, I want to let you know that I like guys and I like girls and it was dead silent in that car. There was nothing. Yikes. You could hear the bumps on the road. Like, I... You could hear your heart beating. Literally. Like, I... It's just quiet. And then, like, after, like, probably a minute of silence, my mom says, so what does that mean? And I was like, I don't really know. Um, I think I am bisexual, but I don't fully know yeah which in retrospect it's not super helpful for my parents yeah because i'm saying to them i don't really know what's going on so get in the boat with me (laughs) (laughs) um so that went about as well as you could think however um nothing else the whole way home we have 30 minutes still left in the car Hmm. nothing we get out we unload all my stuff we don't really talk about it I go downstairs crying. I call my sis. I call Aunt Katie because mm-hmm. I'm mortified at this yeah. point. Was I, she I, home from school yet? She wasn't. She was still at college. She was still at college because she did rowing and they stayed later. Okay. 
And so um, I called her and I was like, I am like, I feel so alone. I don't know what I'm doing. I like, I think they might kick me out because I had heard about that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what they're thinking. They're not saying anything. And she comforts me. We talk through it. And then she hangs up and my dad calls me upstairs, which Grandpa Trahan can be very, very intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you don't know what's going on in his head and then you just hear your name from upstairs... The fear of God is in you. <laughs> it is there. And mm. every step you take closer, you are just like yeah. planning how I pack my bags. Mm. I am like so nervous, so scared. And my dad was like, we don't know what to say or do right now. But just know that we love you and you're not going anywhere. Yeah, Like you are our son and we need time but we're gonna figure this out yeah and that was really comforting because mm-hmm. i was like Better okay you expected yes i was like i'm not packing right now so we're already miles ahead <laughs> of where i thought we were gonna be <laughs> um but ultimately i then the, like the next week had to tell them about all the other stuff and that made it even more complicated yeah because Basically, I was saying I engaged physically with a guy and I didn't want it. Yeah. And that I didn't like it. But that you were still... But I still liked guys. Yeah, yeah. And that was really confusing for my parents to understand. And it was really hard for me to, like, wrap my head that they couldn't get that because they weren't there, so they didn't get that piece. Yeah. Um, That... It's not that I didn't like guys. I didn't like being sexually assaulted. Yeah. <laughs> Valid, fair. Valid, very fair feelings, <laughs> I feel like. Um, but so I was talking to my godmother because my parents really struggled with that, asking me questions that I kind of deem inappropriate um, and really invasive. Mm. Um and not helpful and so i was asking my godmother i was like why can you get this but they can't yeah and she's like there's two parts to that one i don't fully get it yeah i don't know what you've been thinking i don't have all those pieces and then she asked me how long have you been thinking about this and i was like i so i said sophomore year because i didn't count my one experience at eight yeah um, I said my sophomore year and it had been all the way up until college. So that's three years. Yeah. She said, and it took you three years to come out. Mm-hmm. So your parents who have never been in your head, who don't understand this, yep. don't have these feelings. You expect them to get it in three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, they might not even get it in three years. Mm-hmm. The point is though, that like they will get it. Yeah. And she she said, I think she said a reasonable amount of time is take your time and times it by two because they have to figure out double the things all by themselves. Yeah. So like that's six years. Yeah. Which we have passed six years and my parents are very much more on board, much more like understanding of what's going on. So like it's probably one of the best pieces of advice is 
like pieces of advice that I got was those like those pieces like they don't get it because that's not them and it right. takes time yeah. to do that yeah. so like just be patient with them and understanding as much as you can mm-hmm. because they're trying yeah they just don't know how to try right yeah so which it's funny because like I think of like mentors and so something that I say quite often is I have queer mentors Mm -hmm. and it's ironic one of my mentors when it comes to my like coming out story is not queer yeah it's just my godmother yeah yeah. um but like I have other queer mentors with like Bill O'Dell was my first supervisor when I was an RA Mm -hmm. and he really showed me where I can be myself and how I can bring my queerness to the table in Mm -hmm. a way that allows me to be taken seriously, but also still be authentic to myself. Yeah. Um, and allow myself to express my feelings while making an actual impact and trying to do what I want to do. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and it was really just nice to see other queer people in these different roles that I aspired to be. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's what's really, I think, super important about, like, queer mentorship. And, like, that's why I try to do that and be present and engaged in different ways for, like, people during coming out week or Pride. I am saying, like, whenever you're ready, I am here to talk about my story, Mm -hmm. how sexual orientation is viewed in my lens and things like that and help you understand what that means to you. Yeah. But yeah, I think like that is like the basics of my coming out story. Mm-hmm. Like from because it's not this one moment no, where a lot of people think. Not. Yeah, that's a big thing that I think about, too, is that every time you meet someone new, you come out to them. If you share who your partner is or like, you know, anything. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's scary because you never know how people are going to react. Yeah, for sure. So I, one thing that I don't think I ever realized until you were just telling that story is that you said you came out to your friends in what, like March of, of that year, mm-hmm. but you consider your coming out day May 3rd. Yeah. Because you came out to your parents that day. That's like, like, how come you consider that to be it versus like when the first time you ever told someone? I know a lot of people say like, you can lose family and things like that. I can't to me that is not something i can do Mm -hmm. um because they have been there for me for so much of this journey like Mm -hmm. before that and they're so integrated like family means so much to me it's a huge value to me yeah so the friends if they do not support me in that way i can lose those yeah i can lose those friendships it will suck because Mm -hmm. for some of them i really enjoyed them but like i can do that yeah i i don't think i could do my whole family yeah i don't think i could do that and when i started that process that's when it became a lot more real for me Mm. especially because it was the day that I was saying, I am going to do this. I am going to, because up until then I had, like with my sexual assault, I wasn't sure if I was going to report. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to come out. But when I told my parents, I was like, 
I am sure mm-hmm. I am making this declaration. I am doing this for myself. Yeah. I am choosing to be proud. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing all that. Yeah. Wow. it's a lot yes it's a lot yes but i'm glad that you did it because you know it's led to a lot of opportunities in your life that you maybe would not have had otherwise you know a lot of people that you got to meet conversations that you got to have you know and yeah i mean i'm thinking of like a big opportunity that i would have missed is sitting across from me (laughs) and hopefully listening to this in like a like few years yeah yeah like i hope all of those opportunities like i wouldn't have the family that i have exactly exactly well is it my turn now yes it is go oh. ahead oh man where to begin for me <laughs> um october so, 30th october 30th 1993 <laughs> a little boy was born at the end of a rainbow <laughs> just kidding <laughs> Um, okay, no. So when I think about my process and my coming out story, um, I didn't really start to think about anything about like related to that until I was probably in high school, like early high school. That's when I kind of started to realize that other people were talking about things that I was like, I don't want to talk about that. Or like, that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable to talk about. Like, I remember... Like, the guys that I would be hanging out with would be, like, talking about a girl and be like, oh, wow, like, she's so hot, right? Or they'd be like, you know, boobs and that sort of thing. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't want to talk about that. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And, like, I'm not interested in that whatsoever. And, like, in high school, like, people were talking about that, like, all the time, right? Like, who do you like? Like, who do you have a crush on? And I was like, I don't really feel that way, like, towards any girls in my grade or anything like that. And I was like why don't I? Or like, what's the problem here? Like, how come I'm not feeling that way? And at that point, I don't think I was really even like attracted to like many guys or anything like that either. It was just like, I know that I don't find girls that way. Um, and that freaks me out. I was like, something's wrong. (laughs) Like what's going on? You know? So I faked it (laughs) and I pretended that I was into it, even though I really wasn't. And so like, you know, I pretended when someone would say, like, oh, who do you like or who do you have a crush on? I would say some random person, right? And I even dated a girl for, like, three years or so, like, for a long... T- and in middle school and high school, like, a three-year relationship is kind of a long time in my mind. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> so, yeah, I faked it for a long time and then um, didn't really... Once me and that girl broke up, um, I didn't date anyone else in high school. I didn't really do anything like that. I just, I got to a point where if someone like said, oh, like, who do you have a crush on? I would just like say no one, like, you know, not, not really anything. And then I remember like with my parents and my family, they are all, they very much are the type of people to like, to be in your business sometimes. And they'd be like, oh, like, who's your girlfriend? Like, are you talking to any girls? Like, I'd just be like, no, like I'm not. And at that point, like, towards the end of high school, I started to realize, you know, like, I was more attracted to guys and that and the, that whole thing. But they would never say, like, oh, you know, they would just, they wouldn't say anything about, like, they wouldn't keep it gender neutral, right? Like, they would always say, like, who's your girlfriend? Or, like, what girls are you finding cute? Or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to correct them or anything. I wasn't at that point ready to come out to them. And I would just say, 
no one or, you know, anything like that. So I kind of just ignored it. Um, and then, you know, graduated high school and then I got to college and I had, I remember thinking when I got to college that I was going to come out like on the first day of school, like the first day of college, I was going to be ready to come out and like, I was going to have my whole college career of being out and being proud and blah, blah, blah. And that did not happen. <laughs> I was still nervous and scared to come out to people because I didn't know, you know, I wanted to make friends when I got to college and I was nervous that if I was openly out of the closet that I wasn't going to make friends because where I went to college it was very much like rural farm town pretty conservative area of Wisconsin and Platteville um and you know you could probably count on one hand the number of like openly gay people that were in any sort of you know public eye at that school and so I just didn't have a lot of exposure and a lot of like people that would that I could see where it would be like, if I come out, I know I'm going to be okay because these people are okay here, you know? So I didn't have that. And so I was in the closet for my first two years of college, almost three years, my first three years of college, I was in the closet, I think, um, to everyone, like to my best friends, to my family still. And so now, you know, that's the majority of my college career, I was still in the closet. And I remember it being really hard because I would go to visit my best friend Michelle at her school and she went to a very liberal school with a lot of gay people there. And and I would go and visit and I would see all these gay like college students the same age as me, like living their best lives and, you know, doing, you know, whatever they wanted to do and just be completely open with themselves. And I was like, I wish I could be in that position. And it's also funny because the school she went to, I really wanted to go to that school in the first place. Like that was my top choice of schools Mm -hmm. before I even knew what the atmosphere was like. But that was my top choice and I just couldn't afford it. So instead I went to country town Platteville (laughs) and did not have that same experience. So it was really hard. Um, But then after my junior year of college, it was a random, I don't know the specific day, but I know it was in July of 2015. Um, It was really late at night and I was like thinking about everything and I had probably just watched a bunch of YouTube videos because that's what I used to do. I used to watch like coming out videos on YouTube and people telling their coming out story because (laughs) I use YouTube for a lot of things (laughs) and a lot of like information gathering. I was like trying to make a plan. I was like, Okay, like, um, these people came out this way. I've watched every video on YouTube that there is about a coming out story. And I was like, this is what I'm going to say. I know it's going to, you know, be that way. And it's going to be all great and fine. And so it was random night in July. And I think, I don't remember where Michelle was working. But Michelle, she's my best friend. And I texted her a long paragraph. I, I was too nervous to do it, like, to call her, FaceTime her or anything. But I texted her this long thing. Like, hey, I'm gay. (laughs) Like, I know that, you know, you are going to accept me because you're amazing and all of that. But I remember she texted me and she was like, you know, oh, of course I love you, blah, blah, blah. I'm so glad that you told me. And she was like, yeah, I kind of knew, like, I I kind of guessed, you know, something along those lines. And she was, like, not super surprised. And that caught me off guard because I was like, I thought I was putting on a great show, you know, like a great fake out. But apparently not. So she was the very first person I ever told. Um, and you know, that's a bit, that was a very special moment for me. And then after that I told the next group of people I told were all my high school friends. Um, 
and you know they were all great as well and just super accepting and everything was great um so that was in 2015 and then i went back to college for my senior year um and <laughs> i still didn't tell anyone at college like i don't know why but i just was so scared to tell tell people at, at college like my best friends like becky amanda michael like didn't tell any of them um until I was in RA training in January. So I had gone the whole first semester, didn't tell anyone. RA training in January, we were doing some sort of like social justice, diversity, whatever kind of training it was. Um, and we were, I remember we were all standing in a circle and our assistant director was reading off prompts. It was like, if you identify as a woman, step forward. And then, you know, she read off like different facts about like oppression or something along those lines about like how women are oppressed. And we did a bunch of different like activities or not activities, um, identities. And then, um, in my head, I was like, I know there's going to be one, like if you're part of the LGBTQ community, like step forward. Right. And I knew it was going to come. I just, I figured it was going to happen. And so I was in my head, like going back and forth, like, should I step forward in this? Should I not? Because at that point, no one in college knew. And I was like, should I do it? Should I not? And so then when she said, like, if you're part of the LGBTQ community, step forward. And, like, something in my body just made me, like, step forward. And I was, like, when I did it, I was, like, really freaked out at first. Because I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there's over 100 people in this room. Like, you know, a bunch of RAs, a bunch of people that I've known for the last four years. And, you know, it was really scary. <laughs> I was so scared. But I did it. And then the activity concluded whatever we went into our like our staffs and we broke off and I just kind of like explained to them I think I probably cried I cry a lot but um yeah so I told them and then I started telling more of my friends in college and that sort of stuff so that's how that kind of happened but at that point no one in my family still knew so like hadn't told a single person in my family and I think that was because when I was looking up all of those YouTube videos, people were talking about like, oh, I told my family and I got kicked out, right? Like I had to move out of my house and my family like disowned me and all these terrible things that like you were saying, you, you just imagine is going to happen to you. Yeah. And that is very scary because I was also really close with my family and I still am very close with my family. Um, but, you know, I just was so nervous that like as soon as I told them they were going to kick me to the curb which is a real fear, like, for some, you know, for everyone kind of going through that, I think, you know, because I, I didn't have the validation beforehand from my family that, like, if you, like, I, no one in my family ever said, you can love whoever you want, you can, you know, mm -hmm. you, you can be in any relationship you want, like, that was never said to me, and I remember hearing that in YouTube videos of people coming out and saying, like, oh, my family has always told me, like, they'll love me no matter what, like, I, you know, and everything along those lines. And I remember thinking, like, I wish someone in my family would say something like that to me so that I could feel comfortable to come out to them and not worry about it. But, like, I just didn't have that. And so, you know, that was really hard to kind of think about. Um, and, yeah, so I then graduated college, and then in November of 2016 is when Donald Trump got elected as our president. And that's the first time that I told anyone in my family that I was gay and I was my mom. And I remember I went up to my room after like he was elected president and it was, everything was official and I was very upset. Um, and like, I had never been into politics before that really, like it wasn't anything that I was super into. Um, 
but I went up to my room and I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I need to tell my mom, like, I need to like, not let this night just be this night, you know, like I need, needed some sort of something else. And so I told my mom and she didn't have the best reaction, like in full transparency, which was really sad because I had like built up this, this moment at this time I was what, 20, 22, 23 years old. Um, and you know, I'd been thinking about this for so long, my whole life, like leading up to this moment where I was going to tell the first person in my family. And I was kind of like what you were saying, like, I'm either going to go start packing my bags or, you know, it's going to be okay. And, you know, she didn't have the best reaction and she, she said something hurtful unintentionally. Like she didn't mean for it to be hurtful, but it really, it still sticks with me sometimes. Um, but we both cried a lot that night and, you know, it was kind of awkward after that for a little while. And, um, she was like, well, you need to tell your dad, (laughs) like, I'm not going to tell your dad for you. Like you have to tell him. And so I don't remember how much time went by, but I didn't tell my dad that same night and I didn't tell my siblings or my grandparents or anyone. So my, it was kind of, I made my mom hold on to that secret, I guess for longer than I probably should have. I don't know, but she was the only one who knew for a while. And then eventually I came out to my dad and he was great about it he was like oh you know you love who you love everything's fine like I love you no matter what and so that was really awesome and um then I told my siblings or my siblings I think I think maybe my parents had told one of my siblings I don't really remember how it happened but they they found out they were all great um but the best person who um I remember I came out to was my grandma Helen and I called her one night, I don't remember when it was or anything, but I would just needed to tell her and, you know, she was the most accepting person of anyone that I had come out to in my family. And that was really special because I, I was worried about her because she was a very religious woman and, you know, stereotypes that kind of go along with that. So I was like, is she going to accept me? Is she not? You know. So I was very happy when when she had the reaction that she did. I cried telling her too. I cried basically to everyone. <laughs> but it's such an emotional man. I know. I know. So yeah, it was um a long process, but you know every everyone in my family has been really accepting of me now. Um even the people I was most worried about like my papa Tony, like I was so nervous to like tell him or to like have him know um and then I was nervous to like bring you around for the first time because I was like this is very new this is gonna be a little bit strange for my family because it's just not I don't know like not com not not common I don't know how to phrase that but like yeah it hadn't been done before you know and it was just different yeah I mean I think about when we first started dating you weren't out to all your grandparents no i wasn't it was my grandma helen that my my, yeah and i i didn't tell her yet because she was sick um and she was like in the hospital and i don't know if i was worried that like if i told her she was like (laughs) gonna have a heart attack or something like but like i didn't want to tell her while she was unhealthy and so she was always in and out of um, the hospital and her like rehab center that she would go to for therapy and stuff. And she was in and out a lot in her last years alive. Um, and so I wanted to tell her when she was okay and all of that. But um, 
yeah so i told her and she was still great and yeah yeah man well yeah yeah i mean i think something i want to say is we talk about how our both of our parents like said some things that might not have been helpful at times Mm -hmm. and I just want to take a second to like grant grace in that because I the other piece of advice that my godmother gave me that is kind of helpful for me to understand too is your parents have all these goals for you when you're born the Mm -hmm. second you're born yeah they have all these goals for you all these dreams all these things they want for you yeah and up until like 2013 wait what year did they legalize gay marriage 15 15 2015 um we wouldn't have been able to get married yeah. in certain states mm-hmm. um and so like when i came out in my like in some of the states like in the state i was like looking at moving to in a few years things like that like i ultimately wouldn't be able to get married in yeah i would be constantly harassed by legislation that i couldn't affect i would be Mm -hmm. harassed by people who don't understand me and i mean that still happens we yeah get oppressed regularly yeah uh based from how people look at us when we walk into a space together whenever we're planning our wedding we have to constantly tell people we're Mm -hmm. gay so that we can know if they're okay with us yeah like i think our parents just really didn't want us to struggle yeah it's not that they didn't want us to like love who we love and all these things they just don't want us to hurt yeah they're like protect trying to protect us yes and they see it as this is just this huge way you're going to get hurt yeah which in some ways it has hurt Mm-hmm. to be oh, yeah. queer but in other ways i have never loved myself more than i do mm-hmm. in this moment right. like in these moments of being queer and talking about how i feel and how i understood the world like yeah. i never feel more mm-hmm. happy than these moments yeah and i think too like when our parents were growing up because our parents are around the same age ish mm-hmm. When they were growing up, the it, it it was very different to be gay back then than it is now. Um, you know, as far as what the community thinks and like the outside world, not the outside world, but like what people think. Yeah, I mean, it was not even just illegal to get married in certain states. It was illegal to be right, gay right. in certain states. Yeah, and there was a lot of like harmful language and a lot of harmful... Um, like physical things that happened to people in in the gay community when our parents were younger teenagers like early 20s whatever right and so i think when when they were raising us and you know they like you said they were just trying to protect us and so when the moment we come out to them it's like they think that you know they're going to get hurt they're going to like you know be looked at differently they're going to be judged and it, you know they're going to live a harder life than what we had originally thought or expected and so 
Yeah, my mom, I think, has done the most um, growth related to, like, my whole coming out process. Um, Because, like I said, she was the first person that I came out to. She didn't, in that moment, she didn't provide me with the support that I needed. But since then, she's been amazing. And she's stood up for me in tons of different ways and to tons of different people and has been awesome. So... She did a lot of her own research, too, on it, which I think was really impressive. And I was very thankful and proud of her for doing that because she just had a lot of um, kind of like misconceptions of of what it meant. And, you know, she took the time to learn and to um, figure out how to, you know, a- adjust maybe to or to modify her her goals and expectations for me and for my life and so yeah I'm very thankful for my mom and everything that she's done for me yeah jumping into some fatherly advice yeah I would say mine would be that if any of you our kids are coming out and like dealing with these feelings or anything like that Please, like, understand that just because we are queer, we are going to say things that are not super helpful. Um, it's just, one, I know who I am as a person. I say dumb stuff all the time. <laughs> um, but I also know that I will be constantly learning and trying to understand how you're feeling. And I will slip up and, like, know that if I slip up or if I say things that like aren't super helpful or your dad says things that are super not super helpful like we are doing our best and we only love you with every bit of our heart like we are just trying to literally love you Mm -hmm. as much as we can yeah yeah um for me i think that from the moment that our future kids you future kids are born I want you all to know that like you can love whoever you want to love and you can be whoever you want to be and that we would support you no matter what. Like I want that to be the most like clear, evident thing mm-hmm. that it can be <laughs> because that's what I wanted and needed when I was growing up and like figuring out my life and that's what I wanted and needed and didn't necessarily have. So I, I want that to be what you have if you need it. And, you know, I just want that to be, be very clear that we will love you no matter what. Yeah. And it's it's okay to be straight, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of boring, but okay. <laughs> nah, nah. But love who you really want to love and yeah. be who you really want to be. Yeah. Because everything that we're saying about, like, sexual orientation can also apply to everything everything else yeah so do whatever job you want to do go to college if you want don't go to college if you don't want to we're here for you yeah but until next time go forth be bold be brilliant and make good choices bye bye love ya love you.